Hey beautiful people, you're listening to Limitless, the podcast on faith, life and growth. And I am your host, Ifeniwa Morenike. Hey guys, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the podcast. And if this isn't your first time, then welcome back to the podcast. Over here on Limitless, we get into everything involving living life as a young person in our Lord Jesus Christ. I remember when I was saying how I was trying to start listening to the news because, and this is just a tip for you guys, start listening to the news just to be more knowledgeable about what's going on around the world. But then I stopped because it was just too many violent things and too many things that were affecting my mood and my mental health. So I left it. But guys, and this is not sponsored. I mean, by God's grace, I'll start getting sponsors. Amen. (laughs) This is not sponsored, but I started using Morning Brew and it's really good. Only issue is that it uses American time. It's an American organization so it uses american time so literally it's morning brew but it's already clocking afternoon when it comes out but it's fine so it's late morning brew i guess and the brew is kind of cold by the time it gets to late morning but you know whatever so morning brew is a daily email subscription service which basically gives you the news the current events happening around the world but in bite-sized amounts and so you can just go on their website and sign up for their news as simple as that put your email in they'll be sending it to you every single day yeah, so if you guys are in that situation, you want to know more about what's going on around the world, you want to be more knowledgeable on the current events, then for sure, for sure, for sure, go for Morning Brew because it's been amazing. I've been loving it. Another thing I've been loving, I've been reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. I don't know why this intro is long, but these are things that have really been helping me. So I just want to also, you know, let you guys in on the on the gist. So I've also been reading Atomic Habits by James Clear and it's been a blessing thing is it's not one of those easy reads so well not a difficult read but it's something that's more educational so you need to be in the mood to learn like it's not just a book that you just read for fun you need to be able to learn take notes jot down a few things here and there but it's so transformational you learn a lot you learn a lot i've also been reading um oh i finished reading things i wish i knew before marriage by gary chapman no i'm not getting married anytime soon but you start learning how to drive the car before you get the car. My dad always says that thing. So you can learn about marriage before you get married. Ah, sorry, one more thing. I'm thinking of maybe starting a segment where I answer some frequently frequently asked questions because there are some questions that people ask me and multiple people have asked me and I'm like, okay, if the average Christian is having these questions and maybe it's a question I don't need to do an entire episode for, then I can just make a segment like maybe Christian FAQs. So an example of some of the questions I've been asked is um, like, should Christians go to parties or should christians drink should christians get tattoos etc etc and i i do do my best to not answer based on my personal opinions but to be biblically based guys i'm so sorry this intro is long one more thing thank you so much for everyone that gave so much support and encouragement with my last episode with my sister generally everybody was just so supportive about it they really celebrated the episode so god bless every single one of you gosh this is probably the longest intro i've ever done but i just had so much to tell you guys And I pray that it was actually beneficial and I didn't just, you know, babble on. So guys, let's get into today's episode. Help, my friend is backsliding. What should I do? This is a sticky situation. God bless an amazing person that gave me this episode idea. This situation, it does affect most believers. There is a high chance that within your circle, within your sphere of friends, there are going to be a few people there that may just not be, they may not be Christian and there may be some people that may backslide. I mean, these things happen. And I had this discussion with my parents because, you know, I love to get their insight on topics, any topic, honestly. And I really love their perspective. So I decided, you know what? 
put some of what I already know, take all the biblical stuff I know, my parents' opinions, mash all together, let's make an episode, shall we? So that's where we are right now. It can be hard to see your friend, especially when you guys started this journey of faith together, you see them starting to backslide. It can be hard. But my number one advice is to be patient and do not relent. As long as there is a purpose in your friendship, your friendship is not toxic, your friendship is not, it's it's a good friendship and you value that person in your life, you need to be patient and you cannot relent. I just want you to have that at the back of your mind that as much as you feel like giving up, you value this person in your life. Don't let the plans of the enemy and what the devil is doing in their life push you away from this person. Because something has happened. Something has happened. People don't just miraculously don't believe in God or miraculously backslide. Something has happened to cause this. Typically, there has been an experience that has happened in the life of this person, your close friend, that has caused them to no longer believe in God or to live a life that is not in line with God's word. Now, typically, we may not understand this, but that doesn't mean we should invalidate them. So one thing we have to understand is when we are trying to encourage someone in the Lord, when we have noticed our friend is backsliding and we want to encourage them to get back on the right path, we have to learn to listen because we may not understand. We may not understand. There are so many stories of people who used to love God and then a life-changing experience or a traumatizing experience has moved them away from that and has caused them to no longer believe or caused them to stray away from their faith. Do you know what happens? Sometimes somebody has put so much of their faith in a, a spiritual leader or in somebody and that person has disappointed them. Like, let's say there's somebody in your life that you're like, this person is an amazing man of God, an amazing woman of God, and then they are led astray or they fall because they're human beings, they fall. And because your faith was highly dependent on them, you now say, okay, if that person has fallen, if that person is moving astray, if that person is living that life, then what stopped me from living that life? And that's the problem when the roots were not that deep originally now of course i don't know the condition of that person maybe they were firebranded i don't know but typically and this is the reason i really want us to focus on this parable the parable of the sower it's in matthew 13 and it's definitely in luke 8 the parable of the sower this is one of those few parables you know jesus doesn't explain all his parables this is one of the few parables where jesus explains like he says the parable then he says all who have ears let them hear then he then explains it he emphasized on this parable because the thing is what could have happened to this friend of yours is they received the word but it depends on the soil that it fell onto for example this person could say oh i'm a church goer i love the lord but that seed has not created deep roots the word they've been hearing has not created deep roots and when something is not deeply rooted it is very easy for it to fall it's not firm in its foundation let me quickly read that place Luke 8, and I'll start from verse 5. A farmer went out to sow his seeds. As he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path, it was trampled upon, and the birds ate it up. That's the scenario one. Some fell on the rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. That's scenario two. Scenario three, other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. And then scenario four, still, other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. That's the last scenario. Now, if we go to the explanation of it, the meaning of this parable, that's in verse 11. The seed is the word of God. But you know that. I hope you do know that. Um, if you didn't know that, you've learned something new today. 
Those along the path are the ones who hear, then a devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. This could be the situation of your dear friend. Okay, let's go to scenario two. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no roots. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. This could be your friend. Then the next one, the seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. Could be scenario three. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce crop. So obviously, I don't know your situation, but I really want you guys to use that as a guideline. Where do you think your friend is? Which foundation or which soil? Because all the seeds have been sown. It's obvious your friend has been introduced to God, has been introduced to the gospel. But this seed, understand the heart that they use to receive this seed. Is it the heart that, yes, they, they were excited at first when they found out about God and they got deep in their faith. They were so excited. But then for some reason, maybe it was the things of the world. Maybe they weren't deeply rooted. Or maybe the devil just saw an opening and they allowed the devil to take that opening and take advantage of them. And take advantage of their ignorance. Understand where your friend is. This is very important because you, you need to help your friend retrace their steps. They may not be willing. There are so many people who immediately they have a whiff that you're trying to speak to them about God. They're like, nah, I'm good. Please leave me alone. I expect that because nobody wants to hear they're wrong. Nobody wants to hear everything that you're doing is wrong. Nobody wants to hear that, especially not from a Christian, because automatically you can come off as the judging Christian. And we know that that's not our place. The only one who is in the place to judge is he who is perfect. That is Jesus, that is God himself. And so that's where patience comes in. Patience to bring them back. Where did it all go wrong? What traumatizing situation happened that your heart wasn't prepared for? Because if your heart was prepared for it, if that seed in you, the word of God was sown deeply and the roots were created deeply, there's nothing that can shake you. There is nothing that can shake you. If you hear some of the things, yo, what Job went through, guys, just read the book of Job. That guy has deep roots. You want to know what deep roots are? Go and read the book of Job. His roots were so deep that when everything, the devil threw everything at him, he still stood strong in his faith. That's the difference. And sometimes you just have to ask, like, what happened? There could have been a traumatizing experience. There could have been something that happened. That caused them to stray away. A situation that happened that they just don't understand. Sometimes things happen to people and they, they ask God, why? God, why me? They genuinely feel like God is against them for doing this to them or allowing this to happen to them. Not knowing that God allows these things to happen to us, to mature us. But as I said in the second scenario, when God allows certain things to happen to us and our roots are not deep enough, we fall away. In that time of testing, that's when our belief goes. Or sometimes your friend has allowed negative influences. And that's the reason 1 Corinthians 15, 33 says, Do not be misled. Bad company crops good character. Do you know how many people have gone to like maybe school or a new environment? They mix with a different set of people and all of a sudden they like to do the things they didn't do before. They like going to parties late at night. They're all of a sudden, they love to drink. They love to smoke. They like to take drugs. All of a sudden, they love to do the things of the world. And as they delve deeper into the things of the world, they start to neglect the things of the spirit. They start to neglect the things of God. 
And how did this happen? An influence. They've allowed bad company to corrupt their good character or to corrupt their character in Christ. And that's basically those that are amongst the thorns. The things of life, the riches, the pleasures, the desires of the flesh have become their God. And all of this is to say, understand what your friend is going through or try to understand what your friend is going to. Listen, let them unpack for you what the process was that made them drift away. If this person is really close to you, sit them down. What happened? I just want to know what happened. They may chase you away a couple of times, but if you're persistent and you're patient and you don't relent, what happened? We used to love doing this together. You used to love doing this. We used to be on fire. You used to da 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 What happened? And if you give them the, the atmosphere, the opportunity to explain, if you give them that comfortable space to explain, then eventually it may take some pushing. They will explain. Because there must be something. There is always something. Once you've understood, once you've spoken to this person, once you've tried to unpack the root of this problem, the next thing is to encourage reconciliation. Now, how do you do that without sounding judgy? First of all, you need to help them understand because sometimes people are willing to change, but they feel like, nah, I'm too sinful. Nah, I've done, I've done everything wrong. I'm a horrible person. If you guys read Luke 15, like literally the entire chapter talks about how if we look, the parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, the parable of the lost son, that's the prodigal son. All of this is situations where one is lost and God is doing everything to bring that person back to him because he loves that person. The number of people who say, God doesn't love me. If God loved me, why did he allow this thing to happen to me? Why did he let this thing happen to my family? Why did he let this thing happen to my loved one? If God really loved me. Some people genuinely don't even know God loves them. We say this thing, God loves you, God loves you. No matter how many times you say it, some people still don't believe it. That's what's so sad. Because if they believed God loved them, they wouldn't be led astray. Some go as far as to become atheists or agnostic or go to a different religion. Some, they, they know, yeah, I'm Christian, but if the love of God is fully understood, you want to live for God. For someone you love, you want to please them. You want to make them happy. Someone that gave you life, that gave you hope, that gave you joy, that is giving you those things currently. That's why we live the way we live. That's why I do what I do, because I love God and I know he loves me. In fact, he loves me more than I love him. That's for sure. I know that for sure. But some people don't know that. The lost son, he basically took all his inheritance and went away. He's like, you know what? That's from Luke 15 verse 11, where there was a man who had two sons. And then the younger one said, you know, give me my share of the estate. Give me, I want my inheritance. So he went. After that, his life kind of got messed up. And he, he well, he, first he partied, he enjoyed his money. He did everything. He lost all his money to the point where he was already contemplating eating the food of pigs. And he was like, what am I doing? My father has in abundance. He has food, he has money, he has clothes, he has everything in abundance. Why am I doing this? And he came back to his father and his father celebrated him. Because God wants those people to come back to him. No matter how much they think they've sinned and how much they've said against him and how much they've done, God still loves them. God still wants them to come back to him. The father threw a party when his son came back to him, even after what he did. That's the way God celebrates his lost children. Help that person understand the amazing God he is, the amazing father he is. That he doesn't look down on you because you've sinned. He doesn't look down on you because you've been led astray. That he welcomes you back 
to live the life that he has called you to live. Because you know, some people genuinely believe, they genuinely believe that that's it. Like, I'm already too far gone. Might as well enjoy it. I've already done the worst. Might as well just indulge, right? Until until kingdom comes. Not knowing that, nah, there's, there's still an opportunity for you to live right and to live for God. But one thing you also have to understand, especially as the friend to this person, Jesus knocks on our door. That's our heart. But he will never kick the door down. He expects us to open the door to him. So as much as you're trying to talk to your friend, as much as you're trying to encourage your friend, remember that they need to have an open heart to receive Jesus. You can't force Jesus down anybody. I mean, it's so evident. How many pastor's kids are messed up because their parents try to force Jesus down their throats? Most people, when they hear pastor's kids, they're like, oh, pastor's kids, they're rebels, they're this, they're that. Well, I'm obviously an exception because Jesus wasn't forced down my throat. I was encouraged to understand him and know him for myself. Jesus will knock. He will continue to knock. That person, your friend, must willingly open the door to him. And once you've done everything you can, you've spoken to them, you've encouraged them, you send them sermons, you've you send them Bible verses, you send them encouraging messages, you've invited them to church, they've come to church with you, they didn't come next week, you invited them again, you invited them to Bible study, you've asked them, can I pray with you? I'm giving you ideas or you guys can write this down, ideas to, to encourage them in Christ. You've sent them a podcast, feel free. <laughs> you've done so many things and it seems like, you know what, they're not listening. Their heart is still closed then next thing for you to do is just pray for them. Ask the Holy Spirit to soften their heart, to allow Jesus in. That You know, Jesus even said he came to soften our hearts. Not to force himself into our hearts, but to soften our hearts. The hard heart, that heart that was hardened because of a bad experience or because of lack of knowledge, he came to soften that same heart. And it's only that softened heart that will receive Christ the way he should be received. Not forcefully, but willingly. So continue to pray for them in your secret place. Continue to pray for them. Intercede on their behalf. If this is someone that you love, when you love someone, it's your most precious things that you want to share with them. And I believe that your most precious thing is your faith. I tell people this all the time. I'm not always shouting Jesus, Jesus, because it's fun, because I'm bored. I found this amazing relationship with God and I want to share it with everyone. That's the reason I do what I do. So if you love your friend the way you love your friend, continue to share the gospel with them. Continue to encourage them to reconcile. And you know something? You may plant the seed, but you may not see the fruit. You may not see it. They will experience it, but you may not see it. You know the same way, you know you can plant the seed in terms of you encourage them, and then that seed has been planted, but you don't really see. Then maybe after a while, they go somewhere else, they, they move somewhere else. Then other people are watering. Other people are watering. Other people are watering. Other people are doing things or encouraging them in their faith. Other people are speaking to them, teaching them. And then eventually, eventually, after a while, that, that fire is, is growing, it's growing. The intimacy is deepening. And then that fire is built. But the thing is, it all came from the seed that you sowed. You didn't see the results of it because this person's already moved away or they're already doing something else. But you can still be a partaker of the fruit that will come. But don't relent. The fact that you have a burden for this person, there's a high chance God wants to use you in the life of this person. God has placed that interest that you have in this person for a purpose, for a reason. Because he may want to use you. He may want to use you. He didn't say the journey will be easy. He didn't say the person was going to listen by the first click of the finger. But God knew you were capable and that's why he made sure that you guys stayed in contact. That's why he allowed you guys to maintain this friendship. Because he knew there is something in this girl, there is something in this guy and I don't want the devil to use them. 
There is something in them. I want to use them for my kingdom. But there is a war in their heart for light and darkness. And maybe God wants to use you to finally end that. At the end of the day, it's not our job. The most we can do is encourage them. It's the job of the Holy Spirit to transform them. But the Holy Spirit can use anybody. He can use anybody as a vessel. If you're ready, he will use you. But you cannot relent. Keep going. One of our prayer leaders in school, she gave this example where this man said he prayed for his, his friend. I believe his friend, either his friend was atheist or he was homosexual. I don't remember. But he prayed for this friend for 15 years before this person turned to Christ. 15 years. Now, I'm not saying it'll be 15 years old because that's long. Yo, 15 years. But this is what happened. And it was only after 15 years that this person came to Christ. It took 15 years of prayer. That was a war. That must have been a war. And by the grace of God, using that man's friend, that man won that war. God won that war in that man's life. What position are you in? What position are you in? Just keep going. There is a purpose in this. You may not understand it. That person may not understand it. That's fine. As long as God is giving you the desire, he's giving you the, the burden to speak into that person's life. To be of aid to that person's growth. Keep going. Don't relent. Now you may not be the person that God has called you. That's fine. But if you believe you have been called to bless this person or to help this person. Not forcefully because as I said, it's the job of the Holy Spirit to transform somebody. But if you believe God has called you to be of benefit. Then don't answer his call. So lovely people, we have come to the end of today's episode, which I had a blast recording. I really enjoyed speaking about this because it it seems like it's been coming up a lot um, with people I've seen around me. So I pray this is a blessing to every single person that listens to this episode and everyone that you may share it to, because I do pray you're sharing this episode. Guys, leave a rating, leave a review. Let me tell you, I already know plenty of you use Apple Podcasts. More than 50% of, what I'm talking about, more than 60% of listeners, according to my analytics, listen to Apple Podcasts. So why is it that people are not, you know, leaving a review, not leaving a rating? Huh? What's going on? What's going on? And you keep coming back or to listen to the podcast, but you're not leaving a review, you're not leaving a rating. It's not good now. It's not good. So guys, leave a review. Leave a rating if you're on Apple Podcasts. And I believe Spotify as well, you're able to leave a review and a rating. And I think that's the next one as well. It's Apple and Spotify that you guys can do this and you're not doing it. I don't understand. But, um, so I encourage you to do that because it helps get the podcast out there and to expand. And I, I just want as many people to hear the good word of God. That's all, that's all I want. That's all I want. So guys, um, I'll see you guys or I'll be with you guys next week for the next episode. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed week. Have a blessed month. Have a blessed 2022. Bye guys.